Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Relationship Guy. My guest today uses a really unique view on healing that combines a scientific background with a holistic approach. And she shares this in her newest book, Capacity to Love. In the book, she invites readers to awaken to the universal feeling of love and experience the healing power that can be found in connecting to one's higher purpose. Welcome to the show, Janie Charlot. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. That was a brief intro to what you are doing with your new book. Would you like to just expand on that and tell the uh, listeners what it is that you do and a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So uh, Janie Charlot, I am local here in Atlanta, Georgia. I am a family nurse practitioner. And I have a medical weight loss clinic here. So I combine health and weight loss in one. Um, I am also a podcaster as well. Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast is that name. And I am a two-time author. And my most recent book is called Capacity to Love, Awakening to Unconditional Love. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. And so what work, so tell me a little bit more about the work that you do in this combination of this scientific approach and this kind of mindset and that. Yeah. So, you know, I am in the United States. So in Western culture, we are highly skilled and educated in science. And I I like science. I believe everything is about energy and energy is definitely science. However, we have to incorporate that with nature. There is a natural flow. There is a natural order. And sometimes science want to mimic nature are totally go against nature. And that's where we have to really keep it balanced. Okay. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about how you balance the, uh, how you do it yourself. Yeah. So in my, in my clinic, I, I write prescriptions. So I'm a family nurse practitioner. So I Mm. see kids from two years of age on up. Okay. So I see a variety of illnesses, uh, hypertension, diabetes, cholesterol, obesity, and obesity Mm. is that thing that I've just tried to tackle myself and I'm certified in obesity treatment. And there are great medications. However, I think that most of the population don't understand that medications only treat symptoms. It does not clear the disease is that it does not get rid of the disease it only treats symptoms so if we could also look to nature to to clear the disease then we could stop relying so much on pharmaceuticals so it is a balance sometimes we do have to take medication until we are emotionally and mentally equipped with the resources to tap into nature and tap into healing those parts of ourselves Um, Because that does require going deeper. It Mm -hmm. requires going deeper and healing, but that's how we balance the two. 
Okay. And that's how I balance it. Yeah. So like, that's an interesting thing you said. And sometimes that comes up in the work that I do, that people don't want to take medication, but to take the medication gets them to a level where they're actually able to do the work to move forward within exactly exactly and that's what it's about um it's sometimes it does take both but people really have to understand that medication numbs the symptoms that's Mm. it so we have to do the work we have to dig deeper into what's the root cause of this yeah sometimes it's energy healing Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's emotional healing. Sometimes you have to go back into your childhood, you know, search within those deep soul wounds. And when you heal that, I mean, things are released and you're just you can thrive again and you don't need medication because you you now understand the deeper meaning of why this occurred in your life anyway. And this is the stuff that you cover in the new book, Capacity to Love. So. Capacity to love, I mostly talk about the vibration of love. Right. Um, I just mentioned that everything is about energy. Mm-hmm. And if we think about that on a emotional, mental level, there's two major vibrations that we all make our decisions out of every single day. And it's love or fear mm-hmm. every day. You and I decided upon this podcast today out of love or fear, right? If we think about it, we decided to say, hey, let's do this out of love or fear. So capacity to love, we talk about in that book, awakening to that vibration. And most people don't see love as a vibration, as a frequency that if you tap into, you can live the most healthiest, abundant longevity life that you could imagine. Mm. We are programmed into fear. Oh, for sure. Yes, definitely. And so most, exactly. So most of us are making decisions out of fear every day. And and it's blind. You know, we don't know. It's Mm. subconscious. It's unconscious. But we have, and the book really brings all this to the conscious mind. It taps beneath the subconscious. I go really deep into what love is and vibration and energy so that people could understand how deep this really goes and how fear really goes as well. And the impacts of that fear on your decision making in everyday life. Absolutely. And how do you then change that vibration into love? And what's how do you kind of in the brief synopsis of obviously it goes into a lot more detail in the book, but how? Do, so, if you could just maybe in a couple of sentences say, how, how do you manage to shift from fear to love, and and actually, how then does love override that? Oh, it is. I'm sorry, you and just. How does, does love override that fear? Yeah. So, you have to understand that we have all been deeply programmed. Okay, and you have to be able to see this. You have to be able to see through the illusions of fear. Um, the moment you are born into this world, you're coming in crying, you know, uh, a baby only knows love, but through conditioning, through human conditioning, through social engineering, through family beliefs, through religion, through politics, mm. through programming, we're programmed into fear. So we have to deprogram and mm. upload a new program. That's interesting. I like to use the uh, when I talk about this type of thing is I use the example of when I was a little kid, I was 
I was one of those kids that was never scared of spiders. I'd go into spider infested sheds and whatever. And I'd probably, I don't remember, but I was probably one of the kids that would pull their legs off as well because I just wasn't <laughs> scared of them. But then when my stepmom moved in to, to our house, she was petrified of spiders. And I remember there being a shift within me watching her reaction to spiders. All of a sudden, that fear became part of my fear as well. Um, and it's very, like you said, is that conditioning, learning from examples, experience, the, the people that you're around, that fear becomes a reality to you, which it never existed until that point. Exactly. And um, I have done a lot of research, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Bruce Lipton, but he does. Um, he's, Biology he, of a belief, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And he he's done a lot of research on stem cells. Yeah. And so he explained, you know, that he was he was teaching medical students that everything about the cell was about genetics. Mm. And so what he did one day, he put a cell in a Petri dish. And of course the cell divided, you know, every 12 hours. So one mm. cell became two then four then six. But what he said was, he said, okay, all these cells are identical. All the genetics are the same. Let me take a group and change the environment. Let me take another group of cells and put it in a different environment. So there's three groups of cells in three different environments. And he noticed that with the different environments, the cells replicated differently. One group developed muscle, mm -hmm. one group developed uh, bone. And so he started to understand that it's the environment that changes our genetics and the mm -hmm. cells. Mm -hmm. So when you think about patients who develop cancers in certain parts of the body, there's usually something emotional stemming from the reason why those cells turn over. Mm -hmm. into cancer. Yeah. And so it's really understanding that our environment conditions us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, a, there's another work as well. We see, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to think about it and come back to it because it's completely gone out of my head. And I'll, yeah. cut, and I'll, cut, and I'll cut this bit out of the show. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Joe, uh, Joe Dispenza, he does something very similar, doesn't he? He talks about how he does. your environment um I'm trying to think of his his name for the things that he does, but I'll come back to it. Um, yeah, he's a chiropractor and he, he speaks a lot on um, how you can change the cells in your body by your environment. But mm. he, he speaks a lot on his own personal experience because mm. he was paralyzed and he used a lot of visualization into completely healing himself. Mm. Yeah. And, and again, how that 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 environment that you grow up in. The, the experiences that you have, how powerful their impact is, not just on your emotional, mental, but actually the physical level of, you know, like on a cellular level. At a cellular level, absolutely. Your experiences and how, how it can uh, how it can change your cells. Um, exactly. And, and I'm going to think of and I'm going to put in the show notes at the end what that's called because it will come to me sometime during the show. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. So thank you for that. Um, obviously being the relationship, guy show we like to talk about the relationships um in people's lives and how they maybe have had some kind of impact on them how it drives them forward how it might hold them back and their, their influence throughout their life could you tell me a little bit about the importance and significance of relationships to you extremely um relationships are teaching us every day and we're either 
role of the student or we're playing the role of the teacher in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're mirroring as well mm-hmm. in that relationship. Um, so everything we do, whether it's personal, whether it's business, whether it's with your children or your parents, you are relating. We have to relate with people. We have to conversate with them. We have to be in the same environment with them, which is building relationships. Mm-hmm. So this is how we learn in this earth classroom is through the relationships. And I tell people, like, if you're if you're dealing with someone and, and that person is really getting under your skin, it's probably something that is being reflected within yourself that you have to work on mm-hmm. in that relationship, because that's what relationships are. We're either playing the teacher or the student. That's it. Yeah, that's a very interesting point that, that, that if you're being triggered by somebody, there's some or if they're doing something that you're not particularly happy or actually or could be happy with as well it it does reflect what's going on within you doesn't it it does it does and most of us want to control the reactions of others Mm. we want them to act the way we want them to act we want to control them but we're only in control of ourselves and the sooner we master ourselves and understand that i think the more of a love vibration we all can exist in Mm. Most, yeah, I like I call that as one of my concepts is called the window of comfort. Mm. So, um, so most people have a very narrow window of comfort. So it doesn't take much to try and it takes them out of this comfortable space that they live in. And like you were just saying there, it's about trying to then gain control again. We try and then act in a way which gets control back into this window that we're 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 comfortable in. And the narrower that window is, the the harder life is because we're always trying to bring back these things that we find uncomfortable under our control. And the wider our window of comfort, we're able to sit with a lot more stuff and manage a lot more stuff because it doesn't get to us in a way where we feel like we're out of control and and then trying to exert that kind of control over the environment or someone else. Yeah, exactly. So your relationship experiences, can you tell me a little bit about the kind of the positive influences you had or maybe the negative? Because when we spoke prior to the show, we talked a bit about the unconditional love for self. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that was nurtured in you as a, as a child? It was. It really was. Uh, both of my parents are now deceased. My mother actually passed away last year during this whole pandemic thing. But she was the, I would say, the sole influencer in really, really establishing unconditional self-love. Uh, I grew up very poor. My mom made maybe $9,000 a year. Wow. Single mother, okay, wow. in Louisiana, little small town. But we always that we were loved no matter what was going on outside we knew that internally we were loved and i think that really has helped me over the years to not have to go outside of myself for love because the truth is it's an inside job everything we want we have to internalize it and become it because we attract who we are so Mm -hmm. when i am unconditional love for myself then I can attract unconditional love. What most people want to do is attract something to fill a deep void that they have. And you're only going to attract a wounded person who also don't have that deep love for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, reflects that void within you a lot of the time as well, right? 
it mirrors that, right? Mm. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how it, it works. We complement this negative energy very, very well on that level, don't we? Exactly. And we have we have learned, we I'll say we've been conditioned, we've been mm. programmed to exist in a fear-based love. So we give fear-based love and it only keeps that cycle going. So, you know, if I meet someone, I'll be like, you know, I'm only going to give what they give me. Mm. And then guess what? That cycle keeps going. And we're both in a fear-based love. And when something really comes to test us, we don't know how to act. We don't know how to respond. We run. Because it was never unconditional anyway. Mm. Again, you're in that, what's it called? Get energy, aren't you, all the time? It's like you said, you're like, I'm only going to give you what I get. You know, if you exactly. Don't, if you don't show me yeah. something, then I'm not going to show you. Yeah, and, and we we're programmed that way. Mm. We are programmed that way, and I think if we could get to unconditional divine self love within, we we widen that window, like you mm. said. We're wide open because now you can be who you need to be and I could be who I need to be. And I don't have to control you. I can allow you to grow at your own time in your own space. Mm-hmm. And, and unconditional love is about boundaries as well. It is saying, Hey, you know, we don't fit We're we're headed in two different directions, mm-hmm. but we could go in different directions in love and we could move forward in love. We yeah. don't have to argue. We don't have to belittle each other we could move forward in love. And even if your relationship is working, there's still that kind of that boundary still needs to be in place, doesn't it? So even if I'm giving you unconditional love, I still need to make sure that there are boundaries in place as far as, you know, whether we're compatible or not, or whether things are going to be working between us or not, whether you're doing things that necessarily I'm, I'm happy with and when I'm not happy with, I can still offer you that unconditional space, can't I, regardless of what kind of behavior and things that you're offering me is then for me to decide whether that's the kind of right relationship for me to be in. Absolutely. And, and I could, I can accept you for your capacity, mm. even though your capacity may not be where my capacity is, I can accept you, but I don't have to necessarily settle for what you can offer me. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people do make the mistake, isn't it? Is that especially coming from a fear space with love yes. is, is that drives a lot of unhealthy decision making and a lot of not very unconditional love. But we, we settle then for something which I think, as you mentioned, it on fills the void, but actually we don't believe that we can have anything better or we believe that this kind of love is acceptable uh, because we don't come from that unconditional space within ourselves. That's it. And in the book, I use an example about um, someone having the capacity as big as a neighborhood creek, right? Mm -hmm. That's their capacity to love. Meeting someone whose capacity is as large as the vast ocean, that's quite a difference in capacity, Mm. right? Huge difference, yeah. Now, both the creek and the ocean deserves unconditional love. Mm. But that ocean knows that that creek is very limited in the love that it wants to have. So it is it is up to the ocean to say, hey, I wish you love. I wish you well. But it's not quite a match. It's not quite equal. It's not balanced. 
And then just that just sort of popped into my head. The, the, the scenario there is, and I'm, I'm going to kind of stop feeding you in a way as well. I, you kind of you need to kind of cut that off to make sure you're not giving too much to the creek. Exactly. At the same time. Yes. And you say coming from a place of fear of of fear as far as the kind of love is concerned. That was that different for you because of that unconditionality that you received as a child. Is this something that you you experienced yourself as well, or do you believe that you kind of your the, the way that you were brought up showed you that it was that it was okay to love? Because again, love is a, can be a very vulnerable space, can't it? Right. Um, the way I grew up definitely allowed me to be like, it's okay to love. It's totally okay to love. I have been married twice and divorced twice. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely experienced the unbalanced capacity in love. Right. Okay. okay. Now, <clears throat> in capacity to love, I talk about a relationship. Uh, and the book is co-authored with Russell Bruce, who is a twin flame love. And I'm not sure if a lot of people are familiar with that term, but we talk about our our coming into this unconditional divine love. All right. And with that relationship is both of us were in a space of unconditional love for self. Mm -hmm. And we were able to harness a third energy, the third energy, which is divine, which is God, universal source, prime creator, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. and harness that energy down into our relationship and express that out into the world. Okay. Then what, how did that kind of influence that relationship and bringing that kind of third energy in? So that's a great question. Mm -hmm. After my second divorce, which um, that marriage early on, it, I understood that it was, it was not in an unconditional love. Um, There was a lot of conditions placed Mm -hmm. and I I knew that it would, it would, it would eventually end. So we, that ended in a divorce. At that point, I really was at a place of, I want a love that I could feel at the pits in my soul. I want a love that is unconditional. That's okay. not based on how I make them feel. If I can bring happiness to them, you know, if I could feel their voice, I need, I need a unconditional divine love. Right. When I put that out and I don't know if people really understand how the universe works, but when you put something out to the universe, it conspires to bring it to you. Hmm. So I started to experience an awakening to, I would call it a love vibration. When I walked outside, I was seeing things that has always been there, but I was seeing the love in it. Like I could see the birds. I could see the trees clearly now, Mm -hmm. the sun, you know, everything that was always there. I saw the love in it. I was, I was exhibiting love in, in everything that I did. Right. Um, I had an opportunity to go over to Nigeria to do a medical mission trip completely on my dime to to completely give to people that could give nothing back to me. So this was transforming me internally. I was in a complete transformation during that time because it was a divorce. My father had passed away and I had stopped full time employment for complete entrepreneurship. Right. So it was 
chaotic. Mm. But kick. at the same time, I was trusting because I was feeling this internal pull towards love. And I was allowing the process. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time of allowing, you have to let go of the old way. Mm. Okay. So relationships and hobbies and things that were not matching this vibration that was not rooted in love mm. had to fall away. And I just allowed it to fall away. In that same time, I met Russell. I was establishing my weight loss clinic and I wanted all relationships to be in this vibration. If I was going to be doing business, the bottom line would be out of love and ethics and morale. I think if we could do business in that, the money will come naturally and easily. But he was a chef and I just loved the way he was pouring his heart into the food. I mean, he, it was, it was an experience. Mm. It was music. You could tell he was loving everything he did. And I only really wanted to connect with him to refer clients to him for meal preps. But when we met and when I spoke to him on the phone, your heart is wired with lots of electricity, lots of electrons, protons, neutrons, your heart chakra is the center of, of your, of your whole body, lots of energy there. And that started to wake up. I felt my cells literally vibrating and that conversation just turned into something that never ended. It sounds like an awesome experience. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it is an awakening, but the biggest part is that I still wasn't sure because I had just got out of a divorce. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said, I need signs. I need signs. I need to know why he's here. I need to know what is this all about? And I got real signs. I started to have dreams at night. He was in the dreams, things that actually came to pass that he did. It was like community events that I would tell him that I dreamed about and he actually did it. And I kept a dream journal because if you don't, there's no proof, Mm. you know, like I'm having these dreams. Um, and so, but I would see his name on company signs, uh, logos when I was driving, you know, billboards Mm. and I was like, okay, then number synchronicities were occurring 11, 11, 4, 4, 4. And if you know, divine energy talks to us in a way to get about, to get our attention, to let us know you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. So that's when I knew I had definitely touched into a universal divine energy because I was getting feedback. Right. You were seeing all the signs that that exists. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And so that relationship mm-hmm. has, we, we both have been able to go deeper into our own transformation, into our higher divine self. Mm. And in that we constantly anchor down the unconditional love of mother, father, God, because nature is both masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. and it is in complete balance. So we were able to help heal the masculine and feminine polarities of each other and be rooted in complete balance. It sounds like a very harmonious and, uh, and it's such, such a deep space and actually very freeing at the same time. Very freeing. And if 
I would have been in fear. I would have missed out on the love of my life and mm-hmm. not in him, but that divine love that mm-hmm. fills me infinitely over and over and over again, because the source comes from within me. It's already in me. I don't have to go out into the world to find it. Mm-hmm. I don't find it in him. We go within the source to find it, I guess which, with, which is within ourselves. And with a fear, you wouldn't even have been looking for it. Would you? You've been looking for all the signs that told you not to do oh, it. Oh, I would have ran away. Yeah. I would have closed down. I would have mm. ran away. You know, I'm not ready. This is too much. So you have to be in alignment with what you really want. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you have to, again, you need to know as well. I guess you've also done that. You were putting out to, as you said, to the universe, you were putting out the message, this is what I want moving forwards. And because you were putting that out there, you were noticing all of these signs that were showing you this is what you were getting. Yes. And you were able to kind of buy, buy into it. Or you were able to engage with it. You're able to really allow yourself to go with it um, because the, actually you, you told yourself what you wanted. I did. Mm. And, and I think most yeah. of us think about what we don't want mm-hmm. and we focus on what we don't want. And that's what the universe is going to keep giving us mm. everything we don't want. So if I say, oh, I don't want a lazy guy, I don't want, I don't want a lazy guy, you're going to keep attracting a lazy guy. The say where your focus goes, your energy flows, right? It does. And we have to speak from a space of I am or I already have it. Mm-hmm. So I have a divine love. I am divine love. And then the more I did that, that vibration took over me internally. And then I was a magnet for it. And along you came. <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's great thank you very much for sharing that with with us i'm sure that's going to resonate with lots of people on 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 that on a level which maybe they've thought about before that they maybe have touched on before or actually you know would love to experience themselves so thank you yeah. very much for sharing i hope so because this type of love is available to all of us it's so healing i mean you literally can heal your body It's so freeing. It's rejuvenating. Um, I mean, you're happier. You could live longer Mm -hmm. because there's an internal love. I mean, literally, you have really tapped into an infinite source of love and you don't have to find it in a job or find it, you know, in a title or find it in your bank account Mm -hmm. or a car or all these things that we think is going to make us feel a certain way. And if we really sit with ourselves long enough, most of us are wanting a deep connection. Yeah, definitely. That's the stuff I did too. I talk about that a fair bit. We are a connected species, aren't we? You know, so we do need, we do, it's inherent within our genetics as well as it is within our whatever spirituality or whatever we, however we, we want to look at it, we are a connected species and we do need that to feel um, part of maybe something bigger. Um, something more, like you said, on that energy level to raise our vibration. You imagine if you go to, for instance, a Tony Robbins uh, concert, for, I call it a concert, like a seminar, but there's mm-hmm. like 10,000 people in a room and they're all vibrating this, this after a little while when you've kind of let the kind of blockers go. You're, you're going to feel it. At this yeah. really high, loving, uh, engaging, beautiful energy 
and it just lifts the whole like there's 10,000 people that just want to hug each other and yes and and that's that's exactly what the love vibration is all about Mm. and that's and if you're in that honestly you're gonna want to jump out of bed you're gonna want to do the things you love to do Mm. you know and it's attracted to the people people love people that are high energy they love life they they are enjoying what they're doing Mm. you know so if you're in a low vibration of guilt or shame or doubt or you know fear you feel that too Or even as far as relationships are concerned, if you've got the relationships around you that are in those spaces, they're going to drag you in. As if they say, this, you're the sum of the five people you spend most time with. So if you're in, a, if you're most people you spend time with in a very low energy space, it's going to very dampen your ability and, 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 it, and stop you from being able to raise that vibration yourself. Um, yeah. So, you know, being especially, in that- yeah, especially if you don't understand how energy works mm-hmm. um, and you have to be very conscious every day because we are energy beings. Mm-hmm. And when we go out, we are giving and receiving energy. And so you may come home with energy that doesn't belong to you. Right. Okay. And so that's why it's important to clear yourself and get out in nature mm. and, you know, get rid of some things that don't belong to you. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. It's, it's, it's been interesting, isn't it? We don't generally realize as well when that's happening. Um, you, you speak to people like, oh, they're such an emotional vampire or, you know, they've sucked the life <laughs> out of me or whatever they might say, you know. Yeah. And, yes, that's that. That's it. That's it in action, isn't it? You, you go out and you speak to these people or you spend time in their energy and, and you just come away feeling really drained and and yes, it's it's something to that's, be very that's exactly right. Energy vampires, they just sucked all your energy. Mm. That's it. Yes. And it's unconscious. They don't know that oh, they're no. doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you become self-mastered, you learn to stop that. Because mm. energy is a currency, you know, because we got to think about each time if I if I did an action. Or if I had a thought or if I decided to do something and I have my energy checkbook, you know, am I depleting my account all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it is around, around people. And that's some of we're... us are just going to deplete, deplete us. And we have to really be mindful of that. Yeah. So what we said earlier on, wasn't it about that? Be, you're OK to be in an unconditional love space, but you need to have boundaries there to make sure that what you're giving and what you're receiving is I think the word you use is balanced isn't it it's got to be a balanced space for you and if you notice that someone is taking far too much of you um bring that into your awareness and put some boundaries in place to stop that from happening yeah and it's okay to do that like it's not selfish to do that you know you're not an unloving person because people who are not in that space they will try to make you feel that way Mm -hmm. but it's not selfish to put boundaries it's not selfish to say hey i love myself and i I feel good and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. protect this energy i've worked hard to get here Mm -hmm. i've done the internal work i've done the self-work and i can't allow anybody to just come drain it out no no and again like you said they want you to be in that energy with them don't it because that's their space but again with this kind of law of attraction universal energies whatever yeah how you want to describe it it's you're very unlikely if you're in like an abundant energy type person most of the time people in this negative energy aren't going to be drawn to you anyway are they because they're not going to get 
from you what it is that they're trying to achieve. So if you can keep yourself at that sort of higher energy vibration, the likelihood is that you're not going to attract those type of people towards you. Very true. Very true. Very true. They really can't reach you. Um, And some people will try to manipulate like they have that energy. Mm -hmm. But if you are observant, you'll realize that they can't hold that energy. Yeah. They can't hold it. Yeah. That's a a great lesson, I think, for us to be aware of, isn't it? Yeah. There are a lot of people that try and fake it. Oh, definitely. And I understand that, again, there's sometimes that we do need to, you know, even, you know, sometimes when I think if I'm not in a great space, I convince myself I'm in a great space and I'll fake being in a great space until I actually Mm -hmm. feel like I'm in a great space. Yeah. And then I'll be able to kind of go, yeah, I'm in a great space now, but I've had to kind of go through a few stages to get there. Um, Yeah. But there are, like you said, there are people that kind of use it as a manipulative tool, they, you know, they're trying to draw you into something, um, which is what they really need you to be. And they, they are trying to put on this face, this mask in order to draw you in. But, and then they're going to show you what they really are. Exactly. And that's what you have to watch out for, because they will eventually show you who they are. And I think it's OK, because when you when you are trying to go from a fear to a love, you do have to reprogram yourself. You mm-hmm. have to tell yourself that, you know, I am love. I am abundant. I am joy. I am peace. You have to say those things. But at some point you have to internalize it. You have to embody it. Mm-hmm. And if, if you if you're not embodying it something's not working there's blockages yeah after a while you should start to embody it you should start to really feel it Mm -hmm. internally yeah like you said and if you're not that means there's something there's a side of you that's holding you back exactly yeah awesome that's been an amazing conversation thank you so much Um, yeah i've really enjoyed speaking to you today It's, it's a completely new take on certain things um uh not something we've we've covered before on the show and I think it's been and hopefully the listeners are going to find it as, as insightful and fascinating as me. Awesome. Um, I know it is very different because we have been programmed as a body of humanity to think completely opposite. Mm-hmm. So when you start thinking in the love vibration and just living in that space is, mm-hmm. is totally different, is very mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going out and hugging a tree tomorrow. It's one of my, one of my, it is a very grounding experience. For me. It is. It is. I, I go outside with no shoes often. I look mm-hmm. towards the sun and I definitely speak to the sun to mm-hmm. activate DNA, to give me energy, to revitalize me. And we are connected to everything of nature. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how, that's how we re-energize. We don't have to go and pillage it from our, our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We go into nature and re-energize and that's a part of that infinite source that mm. that's available to all of us yeah and depending on kind of what you believe in i mean the sun made us in the first place <laughs> absolutely we're all part yeah. of it all part of it okay. yeah all a part of it so you're coming back to your book uh capacity to love we're gonna have got a little offer for the for the listeners haven't we today yeah we um, do so would you lo- like to tell the listeners what we're gonna do with your book 
Yeah. So the first five uh, viewers, listeners that want to go ahead and send John your email address, I will be giving five copies of the ebook of Capacity to Love. Um, if you are in the U.S., you can get the hard copy. This is the paperback right here, okay? And it is yours to have. I, I want everyone to awaken to love. Love is within us. We don't have to look outside of ourselves to find it. It is already right there waiting on you to tap in. So this is for you to have first five listeners, and we'll get that out to you guys. Awesome. So if you're in the U.S. and you're listening, you'll get the paperback copy if you're in anywhere else in the world, you'll get the, an ebook emailed across. So yes. if you would like to take uh, Janie up on our offer, um, just drop me an email to info at johnkennycoaching.com um, and just put in there Janie's book offer. And we will um, I'll send that on to Janie with your details. If you're in the US, she'll, we'll post you out a, a great paperback copy. And anywhere else in the world, she'll email you across a ebook. Thank you so much again for coming on the show today, Janie. It's been amazing talking to you. And I'm sure the listeners are going to take away a fair few things to think about from today's uh, talk. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll speak to you again next time. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.